friends, how are you? How are you getting on? My name is Colm and this is the Sober Mess Podcast and you're very welcome. Today I'm joined by an absolute legend and a very good friend, JP Pauly Kinsley. JP is a former boxing champion turned coach. He's one of the head coaches down at the world famous Monkstown Boxing Club and is also one of the creators of the Monkstown Box Cup. He's also world renowned for being one of the best amateur boxing coaches in Ireland. So I'm absolutely chuffed and delighted to have him on the podcast today. So JP, how are you, mate? Hello, hello, hello. How are you doing, Colin? How are you doing, Colin? I'm doing good today, yeah, I'm doing good today, yeah, yeah, I'm all good, thank God, yeah, yeah, no, uh, I'm just taking it nice and handy today, which is good, yeah, family's all at school, and I'm working, and they're all, it's all good. I love that, I love that. You as a boxing coach, and I suppose boxing, for a lot of people, can, you know, getting in, getting your head set right, and kind of dealing with that sense of fear and anxiety before you get in the ring, and obviously, like, other people might have fear and anxiety against, like, anything new that they might want to yeah. try or try for the first time. What advice would you give to someone to say, kind of keep their, their own mind calm or kind of help with that fear before they get into the ring? Yeah, like, um, so, so like, I suppose it's all just about preparation, really, you know what I mean? Like, so, like, anyone that's getting into the ring, um, like in a, in a competition type though for the first time like they would have had to have done a lot of sparring and a lot of you know um technical work and, and skill work and all that just to make sure they're prepared for that like so you know yourself it's that type of feeling like when you when i don't know i, I probably didn't have this as a kid so I, so i know it i know it well like if you have studied and you know you're, you're going into an exam there's, there's no greater feeling than, you know, you're going to the exam saying, you know, hit me whatever you have, like, and I have the, I, you know, I, I'm pretty sure I've, I've covered all grounds now. I can answer these questions. You know, I, I have a good basis of what I'm going in to do, like, and it, it's like that in the ring, like, you know, if you're getting into the ring and you know, you know, you're only half fit and you haven't done the training you're supposed to do or whatever, like, you're going in, the head is, like, you're nearly beaten before you get in, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so, it's that type of, you know, just make sure that, you know, you're, you're getting into the ring. So let's make sure you're prepared, you know what I mean? As best that you can be, you know, like, and so that's why I suppose coming from that background where I was going into exams when I was a young kid, like thinking, you know, I hadn't, you know, I hadn't done any studying and getting in thinking, Jesus, I hope they ask me that, but I hope they don't ask me all that, that other stuff because I haven't done that on it, you know what I mean? Like, and then of course when you get in then. It's always that other You're stuff. You're going into a maths exam yeah. in the first person. Exactly. Who, who, did, yeah. who did Muhammad Ali knock out in his career? You're like, oh, lovely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Oh, is, is, yeah, yeah. And then the next man is uh, something about your, your man, Pythagoras Theorem. And I'd be like, yeah, yeah, Pythagoras Theorem. <laughs> Who's he? <laughs> Who's algebra? What does he use? Is he <laughs> <laughs> But uh, so yeah, so it's all about like it's just about preparation, really. You know what I mean? Especially getting into the ring, like you know, you'd, you'd want to make sure that you know that the the, the guys or the girls are, are well prepared. You know, um, yeah. yeah. So it's like, yeah, you look at confidence for anything. It's just to be prepared and invest a bit of time in it. Because I think Roy Keane yeah. has that saying, you know, fail to prepare, prepare to fail. So it's like if you're going into something and you don't feel confident or you're full of self-doubt, do what you can to make yourself confident. Like if it's an exam, yeah. you know, a bit of studying or, you know, if it's the fitness thing, are you, are you fit, are you ready, have you been practising, you know, and just little yeah. things like that. And it, look, I suppose then, like, yeah, look, as, as a coach, um, 
it comes back to then, like, to, you know, how I was when I was boxing, you know what I mean? Because I, I boxed from when I was, like, eight or nine years of age up until I was, you know, early 20s. Um, and I retired just because I was starting a family. And, and to be honest with you, I was just, I was in the wrong, I was in the complete wrong headspace, um, you know, when, when I was, you know, towards the end of my career. Like, um, and... Um, I just, you know, I just went off, you know, just went off the rails for a while, like, but um, then, yeah, but, but so, so at times, like, when I was, you know, getting into the ring, um, I, I always had that feeling then of, you know, that negativity, you know what I mean, like, so I'd be in the change room and, and I'd be thinking, like, right, have I done enough? Oh, no, but I didn't do that job, I was meant to, I was meant to do a thing there, I didn't do that, and I didn't, and I'd be concentrating on the negatives that I didn't do, rather than taking on all the stuff that I did do, you know, I don't, you know, 50 rounds of spar in the last three weeks or whatever it was, you know what I mean? Like I'd always have that negative thought, like, you know, but um, but then I suppose then there's like, you know, and, and with some people that you know, you can be beaten before you even get into the ring. And that 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 that's for anything in life, really, you know, before you know, um, if you have that mindset, I mean it's hard, you know. But um, but and it, it's a mad one actually. When I used to get in the ring, like I was in like a I had over like 130 odd fights, like and you know, I was even only talking to a young lad to the day who was experienced, very experienced kid. Like, now he was only 15. Like, and uh, I remember I said to him, like, so before the fight, do you get nervous? Like, and he says, uh, oh, yeah, 100%, still get nervous. Like, and uh, and, and I did too. Like, you know, when I was when I was getting into the ring, I always got nervous. Like, but it's a good thing. Nervous is a good thing getting in because it makes you more aware, it makes you alert, especially in the boxing ring, you know. But when I'd be in there and, you know, well, it was ever, it was 120 odd times or whatever. When I when I be standing up, when I get up into the ring and I be standing there, and um, and they call out your name, you know what I mean, like blue corner with JP Kinsley or whatever, and then and then and then they'd say, and, and I'd always get that thing. I'd be looking around and saying, what the hell am I doing here? What what am I doing? Mm. Am I off the wall here? What's going on? Like yeah. crazy. And the next one, then the bet, the, I tip gloves, I come back, and then ding ding ding, I walk out, then I'd be like. Oh yeah, now I know where I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. Right, this is where I should be, and then I'll be getting stuck in. Then you know what I mean. Like, yeah. And then I feel totally at ease once I'm in there and, and punching away. You know, which is strange enough. I love that. Yeah, yeah. That's so true. Yeah. Man. So I remember getting in the ring, and the worst part was the anticipation when you're sitting there and you're waiting for your name to get called, and your heart is gonna jump out your chest, yeah. and you're saying, "Right, if I slip out the back door, will they notice me going?" <laughs> no one. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. that. What am I doing here? And you're getting <laughs> up in the ring, and you know you're rattling, and you know, and that, and like oh, I always sort of getting up and they calling your name, and then you you look down, and you see Jesus, everyone's fucking looking at me, you know. There's nowhere to yeah. hide here. And yeah. Uh, yeah. next thing, the, the bell goes, and you get a little tip in the face. So look, not a little tip, but yeah. And next thing, like you said, you just get into this. Oh yeah, you get into a flow state. Yes. And you just, yes. You go somewhere. I don't know where you go, but it's just yeah. joy, and you're just so present, and you're not even thinking. You're more just in the moment, like, and it's just That's it's right. a beautiful. It's a beautiful place to be. You're just in that flow yeah. state. You know, and you can get it. Yeah. Running, I get it out with swimming. I used to get it when I was when I was, when I was fighting, and uh, you know, I love that place you go. I don't know where you go, but it's just as an yeah. Then, yeah, 100%. Before you get in the ring, you're like, what are we doing here? We're never doing this again. And then as soon as you yeah. get out, you're like, geez, when's my next fight? <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. And, and I hear that happens all the time. I remember, I remember we had, um, we ran a white collar um, fight night one time and it was a fundraiser. Um, it was it was to do with, um, 
we've done it a couple of them, but one of the one of the big ones we done was it was it was the Rowan Club. It was like St Michael's Rowan Club versus Telemaris um, Rowan Club, and basically you know they were training in their club, and we 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 got them ready and stuff like that. And then I think it was six weeks after the six weeks, then they had a big fight night and stuff like that. Like, and I remember I remember saying to them all, look, that this is something you know because these these guys were, were you know, like. You know, a lot of them had never had would never had a fight in their life, street fight or anything like that. Just it's just just come from completely different backgrounds, you know. And and um so it's just totally totally new to them. And I and I was just saying to them, look, you know, I, I promise you, you know, on the way up to the six weeks, in between those six weeks, you know, you're gonna get times where you're thinking, you know, you 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 you, you get the anxiety, you think, no, 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 do you know what actually? I'm not going to do this. And that thing that you were saying, like, you know, and I'll jump out the back door, you know, I'll pull an injury or, or I'll do something or, you know, no, you know, I'm just, it's not for me. You know what I mean? And I said, you're going to get that feeling. 100%. You will get that. But I says, here's the deal. You know, when you get into the ring, you know, and you, and you box away, you know, afterwards, I can guarantee you will come to me and say to me, Jesus, I looked at that again. Jesus, that was amazing. Jesus, Jesus, I'm delighted on it and all that. Because it's just such an unbelievable feeling. It's 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 the weirdest thing ever. Like you're after being in the in the ring, like, and you're you're trying to take the head off someone, they're trying to take the head off you. And all that separates you, like, is a bell. So when the bell goes then at the last round, like you give each other a big massive hug. Jesus, fair play. That was amazing. Thanks a million. Well done. And then you give the coaches a big white boy, and then you stand there. And and to be honest with you, a lot of the time is you don't actually care. Like whether you win or lose, of course it's all pride and, and ego and all the big gig. You know what I mean? Like that, you know, if you do win, like, you know, and, and lose because you know, you're thinking and you know, oh, the, you know, and it's this stupid stuff in your head, like have to tell me boss and work that I lost. You know what I mean like that type of stupid stuff? Like, but 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 anyway, I, I was telling this group, like at the end of this, whether you win, draw, or lose, it doesn't matter. When you get out, you will you will, you know, it'll be a huge thing for you. This is a once in a lifetime thing that you will do. You know what I mean? Like, and afterwards, you know, you will you'll, you'll guarantee you will be delighted that you've done this. You will be absolutely delighted you've done it. Like, and in fairness to them, at the end of it, then because we we held that show down cool at um, GA Club, and they're all coming back up to me. And it's funny how it goes. Like, so straight after, like, they're all coming back up. Oh, Jesus, I lost. But I tell you one thing, it was brilliant. What an experience. Ah, want to do another one? Want to do another one? When's the next six weeks? When's the next week? And I said, I'll tell you what to do. Give me, give, give it, give it a month, and we run another one, right? And it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Put me down, put me down now. Give, give us tickets even for giving. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. In a month's time, we'll, we'll get. We'll start. So in a month's time, then I send out a text. Anyone want to sign over it? No, 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 no. Because the whole adrenaline is gone. Then they realize what they've done, and then you think, no, you know what? I've done it once, and I don't need to do it again. Now that's it. I'm done. Like. Because you, you, you sort of realise then, like, the whole stuff that you do coming up to it. Like, the day of a fight, like, for 99% of people, like, you can't eat. You know what I mean? Like, you, 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 you can't go toilet. Like, it's, it's weird how the boxing goes, like, with, with adrenaline. Like, so does any, you know, any sport that has adrenaline. That, you know, before the fight, you know, you, you keep going toilet. Every, every time you keep doing we all the time. Like, and then afterwards, because like, I remember we used to get... Um, you know, in the, in, the, in the nationals, we used to get um, drug tested, and afterwards, take your ages. You could be sitting there like at three or four in the morning, like 
and you couldn't go to the toilet, you couldn't go, like, and you'd be, yeah. you'd be drinking bottles and bottles of water, and it's just all that big adrenaline rush that you had, you know, it's mad, like, yeah, yeah. but um, yeah, it's, but it's, it's just such an experience to do it, you know, it really is. Yeah, no, it is, and you do, like, I remember getting them big anti-climaxes, you know, after a big fight, or even after I got it there recently with the Iron Man, and I just felt lost, yeah. you know, I just had an army, like when you're training for a fight and your whole life purpose revolves around this fight and everything you're doing, you're training, you're eating a certain way, you have this little structure and this little routine and next thing you're going up to this, uh, this ultimate, this like ultimate goal and achieving that you want to smash and then it's over in a flash and you wake up the next day and you're just asking yourself, like, geez, what's the, what, what are we going to do with myself now? You know, what's my identity? What's yeah. my purpose? And, wow. You know, wow. and it's like, it's, it's like you need to, um, I always find you need to have something to aim towards. Like it doesn't have to, you don't have to climb Mount Everest every day, like, you know, but yeah. you, have yeah, something to yeah. kind of keep you focused and say, right, what's the long-term aim that I, I want to achieve? And what are the little goals I can set down every day, be it like learning boxing or doing a bit of training or learning, doing a degree or even learning a new language or an instrument or whatever, but just to have something to kind of to focus on. But, Paulie, just going into your own story, like what, tell us a bit of your own kind of journey of how kind of you're talking about kind of with the boxing, the amateur, and then you're kind of going into retirement and hitting, kind of, you said you kind of went off the rails for a bit. So tell us a bit of that story. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I suppose, like, um, I, like, when I was, when I was boxing, I, like, I, I always was constantly thinking, like, like, and here, like, you, you tipping it all the time, you know what I mean? Like, wherever I am or whatever I'm doing, I'm always thinking, you know, I should be somewhere else doing something different. You know what I mean? Like so, you know, when I'm in the when I'm in the boxing club and trained away, I would have been as a, as a teenager growing up. You know what I mean? I would have been thinking, "Geez, I wish I was out with the lads, going drinking and you know and, and messing around." You know, and then and then when I was doing that, then I was thinking, "Geez, I wish I was back in the boxing club." You know, and when I was a teenager growing up, I was never happy really doing anything. When I think back now, like you know, I was constantly always thinking, "Geez, I wish I was six foot taller." I wish I was. Five, you know, I wish I had big bodybuilding um, muscles, you know, and then if I actually had it, and everything, no, I wish I was back down to where I was, you know, it just yeah. was never happy in my own yeah, skin, you know. Yeah, I mean? the wrong place. And, uh, yeah, yeah, and and so so when I was when I was boxing, um, it was you know it was it was a great escape for me, you know, but it was it was weird actually because like it was what, what I used to like I had a group of friends like when I was like from the area I was from like the. The mates I all had, like, we were just pub, you know, when, when I say this when I was 18 upwards, you know, we were just pub drinkers, like, so, for instance, I remember I, I, I signed up to a football team, right, and what we used to do was, right, we used to train on a on a, on a a uh, Monday, it was, yeah, it was a Monday and Wednesday we used to train, so we trained on the Monday, right, so after training on the Monday, you'd go on the piss, right, so you wake up there on Tuesday, you're in bits, didn't go to work, right, but you'd have to go for a cure then. So then you go for your cure then on, on the Tuesday and you'd go for a, you'd have a load of points then on the Tuesday. You'd wake up then on Wednesday morning, you'd be in bits, but you had training that evening. So you just chilled out. You go training then, and then you go for a few drinks after training. The next morning, then you wake up on Thursday. You'd have to go for a cure. Then you'd, then you go for your cure. Then Friday then, you'd be in bits, but you'd be better to make and work two or three days out of the week. You'd have to go and get paid. Then after on a Friday, you'd be going out having a few points. You'd wake up then on Saturday in bits, but you'd have a match. So you'd go and play the match, go for a few points afterwards, uh, go nightclub or whatever. 
wake up in a heap somewhere on Sunday morning, go for your cure, and then it was just, and this was like happening for a couple of weeks, you know, for a while. Like, and, you know, that was just how we were. We were just sort of, you know, this type of going into a pub and just sitting there watching four or five football matches a day, you know what I mean? Like on a Saturday and Sunday, just, you know what I mean? And, and into, because I'm into all sorts of sports, like women will be watching rugby, then I'll be watching. Um, you know, in um, GAA, then soccer, then you know, anything like I would watch it, you know, and the boxing, then it's because you mean like, and and this was how it was like, and and when I was away, like, but like, well, you, the boxing was an escape for me, like, so for instance, if I was getting ready, then I was still tipping away in the club as well, like, you know, and when I'd be getting ready for like an Irish championship or something like that, like, I'd get the head down for about three months, you know, what I mean, and I'd go and live like a monk, and I would, I would then, um, just get stuck it, you know, I'd be stuck into the training, like and they'd be like that type of obsessive, then I'd be obsessing about training then. And then I'd be um training like three times a day each day and stuff like that. Like and then I'd be rare to go then for the for the for the Irish championships or whatever. Lucky enough, I won that a couple of times, like the elite titles, I won that a couple of times. But like when I was training away, like every Friday and Saturday night, I'd be constantly thinking, Jesus, I wonder what we made today on tonight. Like and I'd be thinking, Jesus, they would be going out and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd write, I'd be, not, I wouldn't write it down, but my own head, I'd say, well, I'm out of night for that Friday night that I was training here. And the Saturday night, I'm out of night for that. That's grand. And then the next week, then would be the same. I'm out another night and another night. And then and then I'd go up to the fight and then afterwards grand. And then what happened then is, is I'd go on a big blowout. And then so those nights that I was out, I would make sure then that I, after that, the boxing was over then, I would go crazy like you know from morning to an early house gagging away then all day long and then you know end up wherever for about a week on the trot and you know it was mad because because I was doing the boxing and I was doing well at it like it was sort of accepted by people around me and friends and family and all that like oh sure he'll come back so he's going off the wall now but don't worry so he'll be back at the boxing yeah. now in another week two times so he, he yeah. deserves it you know what I mean he's grand you know Man. and then I and then I would then and then I'd do that for like a month then I'd be get me head back down then because he'd be going away to some championship somewhere some tournament and that and then I'd do the same thing I'd be away in the training camp and you know I'd be training full time like I remember we were down at Limerick University one time we were getting ready for a world championship up in Belfast like and I was in there training away like three times a day in, in the university, like in the facilities were just unbelievable. Like, and it's just mad, like um, like my head was constantly when I was there, like I was constantly thinking about what I wonder what the lads are doing up in the local pub. Like, you know, it's just when I think back now, I, I just I just find it so sad how I was, you know what I mean? Like I find it extremely, extremely sad that I just didn't live in the moment and capture everything that I, you know, that I was doing, like. You know, and it's even mad, like, nowadays, I walk into a, into a boxing club or I walk into thing, and I just stop still for a minute and I say, right, look at this. Just look around. It, like, right, this, this is brilliant. Like, this is amazing. I mean, this club is just, I just take in the stupidest stuff. Like, geez, look at, you know, and they, and I'm always looking for stuff that, you know, would, you know, in other places that, Jesus, them bags that they have now, um, that's a, 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 what you call an uppercut bag. Jeez, that'd be good in their place. But I, I do that type of stuff, you know what I mean? But I try my best to live in the moment, you know what I mean? Wow. But when I look back back then, like, I was just, it was just so sad, you know? Yeah. And it wasn't long, because, obviously, you know what I mean? Because it was carried on like that, like, and, you know, I, I got the World Championships and I've done all that stuff, but afterwards, I just go bananas for, for, for ages, you know what I mean? 
And then, of course, what happens then is, is the, yeah, sorry. No, it's like you can nearly function because it's like because you can go after rails and pull yourself back again. You can you can nearly justify a drink, like you know what I mean. That you can go like you can go bananas, and then it's like right, yeah, but I'm functioning, you know, my my career or my my sports, yeah. my relationship isn't getting knocked, so it mustn't be that bad. Because when you think of it, an alcoholic or someone that has an issue, I think yeah. of your man sleeping on the park bench, sipping vodka with the brown paper bag, exactly, yeah. exactly, Colin, yeah, exactly, yeah, and um. Like and then so so it wasn't long before then um that I just wanted to you know the drinking sprees were getting longer and you know it was getting shorter then my training times were getting short like it was getting shorter you know where before I would have done say six months come up to a fight then it was like sort of um you know two months you know what I mean like and I wouldn't be in ready and at them type of feelings I would have had them feelings then when I'm in the dressing room. What am I doing this for? You know what I mean? Like, I'm not even prepared to get in the ring here now. This is a stupid, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just going to knock. And, and here, here's how crazy I was, Colin, when I think back. Like, I remember I came back from the World Championships, right? And, you know, I was actually doing brilliant. Like, and then I decided, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm going to retire now. Like, and people are saying to me, why are you retiring? Like, I'm, I'm, at, I'm after joining a darts team in my local pub. Like, and people are like, are you fucking crazy? Like, what, what, what? And I thought this was, you know, oh, this is, you know, I'm enjoying the darts team now, you know, like, so we're going to do the darts now, like, and the other, and here, the only reason what that was is, and like, everyone else could see it, and I thought I was feeling everyone else, but everyone else could see it, but all I was doing was, was just, just, the darts was just an easy way to drink, because you go into the pub, and you stand there playing darts, just drink all day, you know what I mean, like, and that was, you know, if anyone asked me, you know what I mean, like, you're in the pub a lot, like, oh, no, no, I'm playing darts, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was this just crazy hurt that I had, you know what I mean? Like, and it was, I was just a bit crazy, you know. You know, I and then I started a family then pretty, I was pretty young, like, I think first, um, the eldest daughter, Abby, she's 17 now. I think she came like when I was probably about 23 or 24 or something like And then things started to change for me, like, you know, as they do, like, you know, but it was still, I went, I went haywire for a while, like, because I couldn't really. If so, as soon as someone said to me, mentioned the word, you know, to, to be responsible, you know, so I remember people saying that to me, now, listen, you have your child in a way, now you're going to have to be responsible, you know what I mean? Oh, run for the hill, you know what I mean? Like, it's the last thing I wanted to be, you know what I mean? Like, and uh, I, I used to get scared of that, you know, like, I'm not even think, not even realising, but it's, I'd sit in a pub for a couple of days, you know, with that in my head, like, this is what am I going to do here now? But, um, I had then other things then when I was going to, I was going to turn professional and I went over and met Goya. Well, I was meant to go over and meet him in the UK. He wanted to, wanted me to go professional with him and all that. And I let him down. Actually, he, he had flights not booked me and I, I bought it at the end. But I think it was the right decision for me. Um, I'm, I'm a homeboard anyway. You know, I don't know what, how I would have got on away. I'm, I'm sure it would have been just one of those, um, you know, I would have brought all my craziness with me over to wherever it was. I was in Huddersfield in England. I would have brought all my craziness over there. It would have just been crazy over there as well. So I don't think it would have worked out anyway, you know. So I've no regrets that it didn't didn't go. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? I think everything happens for a reason, isn't it? It's like um we found out anywhere I went, there I was, you know, and we tried to do it, fix everything on the outside. So everything <laughs> on the inside would be all right. You know what I mean? If we got this, if we got that. But then like anytime men came into challenging my drinking and my addiction. You know, I'd always guard that. You know what I mean? That I'd always mind that. I was like, how can I get around? The, how can I have a manageable life? 
and yeah. hold on to my addiction at the same time, yes. you know. And yeah. that, that was my big problem. And and you know, we 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 spoke about at the start, you know, about getting in that boxing ring and the feeling of just being in the present moment and feeling alive. And that was the feeling that drink gave me. You know what I mean? That when I took that drink, I felt that. You know, you you talked about there. You know, when you felt nervous, you never felt like you belonged anywhere. You never felt like you fitted in. You know, we had that. We that in a critic that told me anywhere I was, it wasn't meant to be there. It wasn't good enough yeah. to be there. You know, we could be winning gold medals in the boxing, and I still be saying, "Oh, his gold medal is better than mine." Like, you know what I mean? Even though they're the same, and you know, so <laughs> that negative default. Like, you know what I mean? So then when I found that, um, just being able to be like when I got sober then and, and slowly being able to build up that sense of you talk about be, being present and being more in the moment and that 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 was a struggle because like, like drinking was my coping mechanism it was my fix all you know it didn't matter what was going on in life it was a broken nail a missed bus you know an email affecting you know I didn't like a broken nail or broken marriage it didn't matter what was going on but the alcohol was my fix all you know what I mean yeah and uh, it gave me all that stuff, and that's and that's what I didn't even notice. Like when I was missing out on those opportunities and whatever it was in life, I didn't even like once I had my dreams, <laughs> that stuff really mattered because that was filling the void for me. You know what I mean? And then yeah. then you got sober, being being able to kind of be more in the present and more in the moment. Like you know what I mean? And and for you, like what what do you think was your kind of defining moment when you thought you found out that you like had a problem and you wanted to change? Uh, like so <clears throat> for me um like it's it's mad when I think back like but I, but I was uh, yeah I think I was pretty lucky but, but you know I, I grew up um to to alcoholic parents you know and, and it wasn't just one it was two you know now, don't get me wrong right they the, the both of them absolutely loved me they loved me un, you know unconditionally and I loved them unconditionally you know but they their primary purpose was, you know, to, to go drinking, you know what I mean? Like, now I'm not saying that's, that's the far, that's not like here, I'm my own person, you know what I mean? Like, and stuff like that. But like, I remember like, they'd be coming in and they'd be, you know, drinking and all that. And, and here, sometimes I'd be coming up to school and there'd be a party, you know what I mean? There'd be a party going on in their house. The whole estate would be in their house, you know what I mean? Like, and then, um, you know, I mean, I'd be coming with my bag, just heading straight up to the room, you know what I mean? Like, and they'd be coming up and behind me, you know what I mean? You're all right, son, you're all right. Get out, get out. Like, and I, I, I swore, like, I, I remember, I, I remember saying, like, I swear, I, you know, here, when I, when I, when I grow up, <laughs> when I'm older, I won't drink, you know what I mean? I won't drink, you know what I mean? Like, and uh, I will, uh, you know, I look after my family and all that type of stuff, like, and, you know, um, when I was, like, you know, when I was in like in my, in my early twenties, and you know, I, I then had you know a new child, um, and then I, I'd, I'd had another child in the way then and stuff, and I just you know I knew from a very young age, even from a teenager, I knew that I didn't drink like normal people. I knew that you know when I woke up, um, after being ill before, that the first thing on my mind was another drink. You know, and a lot of like a lot of times, um, that's all I could think about. You know what I mean? Like so, and when I had you know the children, um, and when I started to drink really heavy, I remember like those like once the thought of a drink came into my head, you know, it was it was just torture unless I had that drink. You know what I mean? Like I remember 
like going to communions and christenings and all that type of thing like and like you know if i'd have been now if i'd, if I'd have had a drink like on the morning of a, of a communion or a, or a christening i wouldn't have went to that like and i wouldn't have cared like once i had a drink in me all bets were off like i just you know that was it, wherever he was like he found me going off and that was it like and that's you know like i lost jobs and um, then I, I lost relationships i lost um you know we then we set up a boxing club and um, i ended up then um the lads had to ask me to leave for a while like um because i was drinking heavy and i was torn up and drink, drinking and stuff drunk and stuff so it was crazy carry on you know but but from a young age i sort of knew i knew what the powerlessness of alcohol um was because i remember with me mom and dad like they would say you know i mean oh that's me done now i'm never drinking again like and I would say to them, you know, you shouldn't drink again, you know. And and they would say, well, what, why, what, what do you? And I'd say, well, you change, you know, when you drink, you change, you know. And they would say, oh, yeah, yeah, well, that's, that's just done now. You won't drink again. Like, and then an hour later, then they were, you know, swinging out of a can or a bottle or whatever it was, and the on or whatever. That's how it was. So I knew, I knew that, you know, alcohol was a very powerful, um, you know, it was very, very powerful them too, you know. And um, so I knew all that. And then when I started to drink then, um, it just hit me, you know what I mean? Like I, I once I had one drink, there was no there was no getting off, you know what I mean? Like and I remember I went, um, it was it's funny actually, because just how AA is, you know. I remember I uh, I was in work one time and um I sent an email. I was in I was in bits and I was just in the verge of losing a job, another job, and I remember I sent an email to AA GSO, like to say, look, you know, um, I'd like to meet up with someone and, and have a chat, you know, and hadn't a clue what way it worked, you know what I mean? Like, and they sent me back, um, um, a, fe- a fella rang me actually, and he said to me, how are you doing? Um, I, I, you have your email there, look, look would you like to meet um, for, for a cup of, cup of coffee, you know what I mean, or a cup of tea, like, and um, we'll just have a chat, you know? And I was absolutely delighted because I just felt like, you know, that nobody knew what I was going through, like me, me, me partner at the time had the clue. Like no one knew, like all the friends I had were all drinking buddies, you know, just no one could understand what I was going on. Like and then I remember meeting that guy, like, and um we sat down and we had a cup of tea together. Like I remember just looking at him, just thinking, like, you know, he was just he was talking and then he was listening to me. And I was just thinking, you know, this lad gets me. He gets me. He knows exactly where I'm coming from. And he was telling me about his situation, what happened to him and and how he hadn't drank in like I don't know twenty years of rally, and I got that you know I, mean? I, I was just like I, I wanted that you know what I mean like I wanted that so how how sober he was, so he he brought me up to to me first AA meeting in Mon- in the old Monkstown, I think it was only twenty five at the time, and um and I knew from that that time like I knew there was another way to live without alcohol you know, but at the same time. Unfortunately for me, I didn't get it straight off. You know, I always, I always tried to find an easier, softer way. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I just did. I wouldn't surrender. You know what I mean? Like, and um, and it caused me a lot of pain um for for years afterwards. You know, but um, but thank God now today. You know, what I mean, it's not like that today. And you know, it's, it's you know, I, I haven't had a drink in a long time now. And the only reason why that is is because because you know I I. I go to AA meetings and I talk to people like yourself, Colm, 
and um and I stay very close to the program, you know. That's that's the only reason. Like um, but but I give I'll give you an example. I remember one time I was working in a job in Sandy Mount, right? And um this was me all over, like I was just about on the verge of losing the job. And what happened was um before that, um I, I was I was attending AA for, for two years, right? And in the job, the lads knew me as um, Mr. Reliable because I was always real honest and I was helpful and, and all to the lads and to be bossing all, you know. And I used to, I was in Sandy once, I used to walk up to, I was a meeting in Donnybrook every day. And I used to walk up at lunchtime and get a meeting. And the lads used to call me as the same Mr. Reliable, you know. And I remember one time um, I, I, I stopped going to meetings um, and I, I just... You know, I wouldn't do the steps, and and my sponsor was saying to me, you know, I mean, that fellow who I met that very first time, he was telling me, look, Paul, you know, you know, you're head on a tricky road here. It's going to be tough for you. you know what I mean, like, and I thought I knew better, but you know, I, I, because I stopped going to meetings, that once the talk, once the drink actually came up in front of me, you know, I couldn't, um, I couldn't resist. So I ended up back out on the drink again, and within two months of being in that job, um, I went from, you know, I went to um, as the lads would call me there, Mr. Invisible, because I just didn't show in. I didn't ring in. I didn't care. I didn't, you know, I mean, I just, just the same old back to the old Paul was. I mean, like, and, and two months later, then I'd lost that job, you know what I mean? But I remember one time I was, I was out with a friend and he worked in a bank and he used to never miss work. And I remember saying to him, how, how do you do it? Like, how, how do you do it that you just, you get up and go to work? And I remember he told me, he told me a great one, right? He says, so what I do, he says to me is, he says, when it gets to Sunday at six o'clock, he says, it's like I have an alarm bell in my head. And he says, I go, I leave the pub, no matter what, where I am, what happens, I leave and I go home. And he says, I, I then, I, I get up for work. Once I'm home then by seven o'clock, I get up for work on Monday. And I remember that Sunday, it got to about eight o'clock, right? And I remember it was like a boy in the middle of a road, right? And on one side, you know what I mean, the, the band was starting to play. It was, you know what I mean, like, and that, here, the clinging of the glasses were going, and I was, oh, this is fucking great, you know what I mean? Like, and then the other side of the way was, was like, you know, leave the pub, go home, and, you know, you'll go for work the next morning, like, because if I'd have stayed there in the pub, there was not a hope I was going home, you know what I mean? Because like, I nearly lost the job anyway, I didn't really care, you know? But I remember I went home, I left the pub anyway, and I went home, I went home to the house, I made me lunch for the next day. I put it into the fridge. I got up the next morning at, I think it was half six as, as normal. Went down, got, got me lunch. I went down and got the dart. And I remember sitting down at the dart station thinking, you know what, I, I have it licked here, I have it licked. Mm-hmm. All I have to do is just get home before um, eight o'clock and I'll get up for work the next morning. I have it sussed here, you know? And so I was on the dart like, and and, I was, I was, I was grand. I mean, there wasn't a bother me. Everything was fine, like right. And as the closer I was getting to the to the stoppers, the golf, which was Sandy Mount, the closer I was getting, you know, what I mean, I was, I was just sitting there, I was fine on the dark, no problem. And then I got to about Brewerstown, and just then a switch went off, bang, and the thought of a drink came into my head, and then I just thought, ah, here we go again now, you know, and like so, I hadn't even had a drink that early in the morning I hadn't you know I was sober it was fine you know what I mean like there was nothing wrong there was no reason for me to, to do anything but the thought of a drink came in and that was it then I just I, I wasn't going to work and then off I went I remember I never forget it the, the dark pulled up at Sandy Mill the doors opened 
the doors closed and off we went in then to an early house in town. Like, and I remember sitting there and I had a glass at a point in, 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 in front of me in, in, in an early house in town. I remember I was rubbing my fingers up and down the glass and I was looking in saying, this, you know, this, what you know, whatever's in this glass is absolutely destroying me. It's killing me. Like my, I can't beat it. Like by myself, I just can't. Like you know, I'm just I'm, I'm gonna lose another job. Um, you know, just before that, then I was I kicked out of the family home. I was living in my dad's sofa. Um, the boxing club had told me to stop coming coming up to the club because I was turning up drunk, and I was you know promising the kids this time whatever and. You know what I mean? Oh, I'll get you to the I'll get you to the world title and all that. And I promise you this now and never. Sure, I didn't care. You know what I mean? It was just so was off the wall. And um, so um, you know, I was looking into the glass thing, you know, I've I've lost everything. You know what I mean? I'm looking in and saying, like, what do we what do we do here? You know what I mean? And and you know the most insane thing, Column, is is that the first sup of a point, I actually used to I didn't like it. Like I take it, oh, Jesus. And then I just down down the hatch quick as you can fast as you can and then it was like right come on, get me started more drink more this get me come on come on and I was on the road then you know and um so I tried everything I went to a doctor I tried uh, counseling choice you know all sort of stuff and nothing worked um the only thing that ever worked for me was to go to an AA meeting and um to you know to talk to AA people like um and and you know, it's been a long time since I had a drink, and um, that's the only reason why. I mean, it's because I go to AA. You know, that's it. Yeah, that's just beautiful, man. And you know, I was with you, man. I was with you on that dark. You know, I felt myself sitting on that dark beside you, and just picturing the doors opening. And you're talking about the decision: do I walk out through the door, or do I keep going? And I, I've been, I've been there a lot of times. I've been there a lot of times, and yeah, it's like I nearly. It's like, you know, it's like, how can I get, like we were talking about, how can I, how can I keep me alcoholism and having a manageable life at the same time? And I remember, like, you know, when you get into recovery, you get a sponsor, or you might get a, like, a, a, a spiritual uh, the teacher or whatever, you know, you might get someone that, a life coach and life or whatever. I, I had a, I had a pub sponsor. I had a lad who you'd go up to when things were getting hard to drink and you'd say, hey, I think I'm an alcoholic. She's has to throw me out again. And he'd say, hey, you're not an alcoholic. You know, you, you need to sell off the spirits or, you know, have a bit, have a couple of slices of bread before you go out and loads of milk, you know, and knowing you, you know, you, they were scientists. He was, just, he was they're, they're like scientists. Like, they're all loaded <laughs> with milk and bread and you can't get drunk. And, you know, if you just drink cores light or, drink a, a pint of water in between drinks or have a bit of Alka-Seltzer, you know, and like that, oh, I just go home at seven o'clock. And I battled that for years. I battled that with, how can I just, how can I do, you know, wake up on a Sunday, I'm never drinking again. I'm going to sign up to yoga or get a Reiki done <laughs> or, you know, go vegan, you know, all the experiences yeah. rather than just stop drinking. And well, that was the thing, man, by the end of the week, that salesman will come back again. That salesman in my head, because drink for me was the solution. You know, life was my problem. Life, living on life's terms, acceptance, and you know, living with that anxiety, living with that mad head, living with that inner critic, living living with that low self esteem, yeah. not feeling good yeah. enough. And then when I took that yeah. drink, I just felt riddled with confidence. But that that wore off near the end. That I just stopped walking. You know, and you you said yeah. taking the drink and not even enjoying it. You know, near the end I didn't even enjoy me drinking. Like, you know what I mean? 
And at the start, it was fun and there was no problems. And then it was fun with some problems. And then it was just no fun and just all problems. You know what exactly. I mean? Yeah. And then, yeah. you know, like yourself, we immersing myself in the rooms. Like, and for you, like, what, what advice would you give? Say if you hadn't met yourself a few years ago before you kind of, you know, you took off, like, you know, on the, on the gargle or whatever, what, what advice would you have given yourself, do you think? Yeah, it's it's it, it's 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 mad to to look back, you know, and look and think like right, what well, because you know, I suppose everything worked out okay in the end, you know what I mean? And there is a reason why I'm why I'm here today, you know what I mean? Look and you know, whether I'm I'm you know, I'm I'm very, very happy and very grateful to be sober today. Um and I was only you know, I was only looking at it there like um, you know, if 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 um if I had a drink today, like there's just so much stuff that just goes like just like that. Do you know what I mean? Like like um me like my partner Jane, like with the kids and all that, like you know, just the boxing club and all that. Like if 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 you know if I went to a pub and had a drink, like right, or if I had a can of beer or whatever that, like the amount of people that would change straight away, you know what I mean? Like and and it, like I'm thinking like I'm, you know what I mean? Like it's only me, you know what I mean? But like straight away, me, me girlfriend's on, my partner's on edge, he's on edge, like Jesus, oh, we want to do what I want to the kids, or, you know, but the, the kid, we know the kids seem drunk, or, you know, that type of stuff, like, but, you know, it, it, thank God it's just like, they're not like that today. They're like, with me, everyone around me is, you know what I mean, is very, very soft, you know what I mean, is, is grand towards me now because the way things are, you know what I mean, because I don't take a drink. Once I take a drink, I'm, I'm off the wall, you know. And like if I think back, back then when I was younger, um, it's I don't know that I do I have to go down that road to 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 realize where you know to to get where I am today because I'm very very happy in my own skin today. Yeah. Maybe I had to go along that road to do that. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh. but I suppose if 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 someone else, if I was to go at somebody else, I would just say to them, you know what I mean, like that, you know. As early as possible, if you have a problem, you know, I mean, to go and get it sorted out, you know what I mean? Because I, I, and I remember when I, when I was in AA and I was only, you know, I was in my early 20s, like 25, whatever, like, I remember people saying to me, like, son, you know, that, you know, these were old times around, so you can cause yourself, you know what I mean, like an awful lot of, um, an awful lot of hassle free. If you don't take another drink, you know, I mean, you will, you will have a beautiful, beautiful life, you know, what I mean, now and your kids and all that, as long as you don't take a drink, do you know, what I mean, but if you want to go off and if you, if, if you, if you don't want to, if you think you think you can do it with a drink, go on off and have a drink and let's see where it gets, you know, what I mean, like, and unfortunately, I, I, I picked that option a good few times and it never worked out. And every time it did, every time I went out, it just got worse and worse and worse, you know, and, um, but, Thank God today, you know what I mean. It's just not like that, you know what I mean. But um, I would I would definitely suggest to you know for anyone there that is feeling like that, you have got a problem, you know what I mean. Like you don't have to keep going along with it, you know what I mean. You, there is help. There's definitely is help. And like I remember, he who would be my sponsor now was that guy that I met the very first day, um, who met me for that coffee. Like he's still my sponsor. Like I only spoke to him. I only went for coffee with him there at the weekend. Like. And like I remember him saying to me, like, he's like, Paul, what 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 exactly is really important to you? You know what I mean? Like, and I says, Well, you know, me, you know, my kids are very important to me. 
my partner Jane is important, my work, my boxing club, you know, and 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 that's really it, you know what I mean? Like, but and he said to me, look, he says, well, I'll tell you what, he says, you know, in AA we have these promises that's read out at the end of every meeting. He says, but I can make you a promise. So and he says to me that if you put AA in front of all your decisions that you make, that any decision you make, put AA first. He says, I can promise you then that number two, three, four, five, six, and so on will be fine and they will be exactly how they should be. And you will realize that in time. And I have to say that today, you know, and for a long time since, I've realized that is come to, that's come to fruition. And I'll just give you an example. You know, I have a job at the moment and, you know, I'm useful and helpful in that job. I'm still involved with the boxing club um, and the club is going through a right proper patch at the moment. We're doing very, very well. I'm, you know, I still have my partner um, and we get on very well. Don't get me wrong, we're not, you know, we're not angels, you know what I mean? We still have our, our, um, our disagreements and stuff like that, but we always get through, you know, we're, we're, we get on very, very well in actual fact. And then um, the kids, um, we have a great relationship with my kids, thank God, you know. So all that has come through to, to, to fruition, you know what I mean? Like, but I can change that by just having one drink. All that changes. So I have to realise that, that I am responsible now, you know. But I'm happy enough to be responsible. Yeah, I love that, yeah. And it, yeah. it, is, it is, like, it is important that, like, if I was to, like, look at my life today, you know, I wouldn't be where it is unless I went through, I walked that path, you know what I mean? And that, like, I'm living in a big house of gratitude now, and that big house was made of them bricks of, Rock bottom yes. setbacks and mistakes and exactly. a nice yeah. view at the top of this house now because of all them things and it's all part of learning, you know, it's life experiences, you know. There's no exactly there's yeah. no thing as setbacks yeah. are kind of sorry, there's also such thing as mistakes, we're just learning, you know what I mean? I suppose exactly. I agree mistake. with that, fully agree with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's the only mistake I, you made. Like, I'll give you one as well. Kind of, I remember when I first came in, um when I first went into me. I was only went to about three or four AA meetings and I remember I was in one of them and I remember there was people in there talking about, you know, how they came from treatment centres and then there was other people saying, you know, that they came from, you know, they, they were in prison and then there was other people then that were saying, you know, that they drank um, whiskey and, and madly enough, I didn't drink whiskey and that was one of the reasons why I thought I wasn't an alcoholic but it just because I didn't drink whiskey, you know, and then, um, because I just didn't like the taste of it and, um, like I remember, I remember being in there, like, and, and they're all talking about that. And I was saying, like, so no, that's not me. And you know, and I remember ringing that guy, saying to him, I think they're all different than me. I'm, I'm not the same as these. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and he said to me, he said, look, he says, Paul, here's the deal. He says, we, you know, we all didn't come in on the on the same boat, but we all have the same problem. You know, we're all alcoholic. Whether you come from anywhere or you drink whatever it is. Yeah. As long as you, as long as you're an alcoholic, you're an alcoholic, and that's it. It doesn't matter if if you're drinking whiskey or drinking vodka. You don't drink at home, or you do drink at home. You don't drink the pub. If you're drinking too much, and you and here, if you're getting in in trouble, yeah. but then you, you know, I mean, that's that's your that's your choice. But for me, you know, um, that was that was a great lesson for me. You know, I mean, to realize that, you know, I mean, like that. I, and and the great thing was was that I wasn't alone. Yeah. That you know this, the, you know, all these people that do come into to AA that. You know, from various different ways, you know, um, that we're all the same. We all have the same. We, you know, we all have the same problem. Is that we're alcoholics. You know, 
Yeah, that's the thing. Like, it doesn't matter if you're from Fox Rock, you live under a rock. You know, we all have that thing in common. Like, we all want to get it's, on the lifeboat. Yeah. You know, we all want to get off the Titanic. And the thing about the Titanic, you have all the different classes and all the different races and all the different sexes, but everyone just wants to get on that lifeboat, you know. And that's the beautiful thing about recovery. You know, it was just, you know, we all just want a better life, you know what I mean? And that's what we all have in common, like, you know, and that's what, what I loved about uh, coming into the realms as well, was that people that understood your mad head and people that got you, you know what I mean? Like people that, yeah. you know, when you, you feel off, you feel like the black sheep. I heard a guy say, you know, he felt like a black sheep his whole life. And then he came into AA and he met a herd of black sheep, like, you know, and just meeting people that come, yeah, you're yeah, thinking yeah. and get your mad head and, you know, just, just things like that. And, like me, I could run into you now in Dunleary and we could have a deep, open, honest conversation out of nowhere. And I, I wouldn't get that with any other circle of friends. Like, you know what I mean? Um, not that they, not that, that like, you know, not, not that there's anything wrong with them. You know, they just, you know, they're just still on their path and their journey. You know what I mean? And just being able to kind of be around uh, like-minded people. Like, you know what I mean? And be able to talk yeah. and chat. And you were talking there about identifying and, and, and spotting the differences. And I found when I wasn't ready to give up, I was going into... I was looking for reasons to keep drinking. You know what I mean? That no matter what you told me, I just wasn't ready yet. I just wasn't cooked. Yeah. And that's why I needed yeah. to continue going out there until I said, right. And then when I started to go there and say, right, I need to, I need to look out for what I have in common with people. Like, you know what I mean? And then I started to hear all this I've had in common. And see, that's the thing yeah. about recovery. Recovery isn't for people that need it. If it was for people, if it worked for people that needed it, the queue for it, the, the rooms be beckoning up to Donegal. You know, yeah. but it doesn't work for people that need it. It works for people that want it. You know what I mean? Exactly. You want 100%. it and you, you get there. Right. And you get there and you want it bad enough, you get it. And it, do, it does work when you're ready to be ready to be honest. And like yourself, we had to, it took me a few times, you know what I mean? We had to, we had to be short, to be short, to be short, to be short. You know? Like, <laughs> yeah. what, what, you know? Yeah. What, yeah. what if we drink out of this glass instead? Of this, you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that that's us all over, isn't it? Like, we always try and find another way. And even... Even like here if, if here, if you told me like, you know, Paul, you just have to do this, this and this, and then you'd be grand the rest of your life. And I would say, well, hang on a minute. I think of a different way. You know what I mean? I, you know, I, I won't go with that. I'll find a different way. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And it's only then when you get beaten down. Like, well, I remember one time though, I, I, I went out and I remember I, I, I came back into the rooms, thank God. Like, and I remember I, I met with that same guy who's my sponsor now. Like, and um, I remember saying to him, you know, I just, I'm, I'm struggling, you know, I, I I can tell you out straight, I'm an alcoholic. I can, you know, but I just can't stop drinking. You know, I, mean, I just couldn't stop. Like, and I had an issue with surrendering. You know, and he said, and 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 this is how this is how great people are in there. Like, especially people who have who have gone down the path before, and that's you know, and and are willing to give back. You know, what I mean, like, he's. He, I remember him saying to me, he said, Paul, here's the deal. He says, Can you hear me, Colin? Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, great. But that's not what he's yeah. on. No, you you fired ahead, so you're telling telling that story. Yeah, so, so, so I was I was coming up the up the so he said, picture yourself coming up the steps of the national stadium and the place is packed. He says, and he says your opponent across the ring is alcohol, and he says, now what I want you to do, he said, is he says the winner of the fight gets a big belt, big huge belt, right? And he says, now what what I want you to do, he said, is, is picture yourself come over, get the belt. Right, walk over to the other corner and say, There you are, you win, I lose. And you walk out down the steps 
and out of the National Stadium and don't ever get back in the ring with alcohol because I'm telling you, he says, it will beat you down every single time. He says, Paul, you've been fighting your whole life. He says, you've been fighting for, he said, fighting for your own life when you were younger. You're fighting when you're in the ring. He says, and you're actually fighting against alcohol. He says, but I'm telling you now, he says, you will not beat alcohol. It will kill you. If this was one fight, you will not win. And he says, I can guarantee that. He says, it's killed many more before you and it's going to kill many more after you. He says, you won't win this one. He said, so throw in the towel and give it up now. He says, I'm telling you. And I remember thinking to him, I said, Jesus, you know what? He's, he, he's exactly right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and every time, you know, when I thought to myself, you know, I, I, you know, I, I can do it. I can do I can drink. I can still go to work. I can still do the things that I can always do. Every single time, it never happened. It always ended up in carnage. And, you know, and I was always left on my own in, you know, filthy old pub somewhere. And, um, you know, with, with nothing, you know, with absolutely nothing, you know, like, and that's just how it is, you know what I mean? Like, so, so I did in the end, I did surrender. And um, please God, I never have to go back there again. That's powerful. It is. A, it's like uh, it's like Mister Bean versus Mike Tyson, isn't it? <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, hundred percent. And see, the problem is that pain is no memory, you know. So uh, that's always important for me to meet up with people on a regular basis that are also in recovery because I, I I'm not a slow learner. I'm a quick forgetter, and I'll forget quickly how bad it was, and then slowly over time that salesman in my head will kick in. And that that uh, drink or drug or whatever becomes attractive again. So when I'm meeting up with like the likes yourself and being able to kind of bounce off, do you remember that? Or do you remember this? Or being able to hear people's experience, strength, and hope, it reminds me of what's out there for me. You know what I mean? But it also reminds yeah. me of how amazing life is. And I remember when I, I came in force, I was 21 when I got sober. And, you know, I remember coming in force and I'm like, okay, am I going to be sitting in watching the late, late show with me nanny every Friday? Is this what life is all about? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, on a Friday. Such a wonderful life. Oh, it's such a it's such a wonderful life, isn't it? Like, yeah. But I remember about yeah. being, being a bit, it was a few days sober, and I remember I was like, "What is this all about?" And one morning I got up mad early, and I went for a walk on Dunleary Pier. It must have been five in the morning, and like people you see in Dunleary Pier at five in the morning, they're either very well or they're very sick. <laughs> like, you know, they're either they're either doing well in life or they're going through a hard place. Like, and I was going through a hard place, and I looked over to me right, and I seen something that I never seen before in my life and it was a sunrise and it was beautiful and I was thinking Jesus is not there every morning like it's all you know I never <laughs> noticed and it was the first yeah. time that I, I got a, a glimpse of yeah you know I'm, I'm starting to this is starting to suit me this lifestyle and you know like that you know I, I never stuck to sports because I'd start and then I'd start comparing myself to other people and then I'd give up after a while you know and like that being able to go and do a bit of boxing you know and then getting into the triathlons and the running and the swimming and you know just being able to do the stuff now and like I'll always be an addict you know I'll always be an alcoholic when we do we do to the extreme like we were saying like a normal guy goes around the corner at the spar to get milk whereas an alcoholic has to go up Mount Everest like and, and tell everyone and then let everyone know about it yeah. <laughs> yeah. Post, post yeah. in the paper yeah yeah it's a great life man I wouldn't swap it for anything you know I'm getting to talk to people 
getting to meet people like you and you know meeting your, meeting people like your dad as well TikTok yeah he's great man he was really great yeah great help to me yeah. at the start he used to go for chats with him in, in, the, in the coffee shop there the gourmet cafe there around the corner from the handy and, that's right yeah, yeah. it was a great yeah. it was great because we used to get in there and it was like we to be a crowd of us all of us over about five or six was at a table and we'd be shouting and roaring and it was like a table off a, a bunch of lads at a stag and Benidorm or something like that you know what I mean <laughs> but just the crap and the slagging and the banter and you know and it was great you know it was really lovely just to get that yeah. and to be able to laugh and just being able to not take life too serious it's a beautiful place to be like, you know he, he, like my dad was actually a huge inspiration to me you know although I got into a lucky for he had right but he like he drank like every day from when he was a teenager, like up until you know he was sixty years of age, and he um he he actually went to he went to AA too like and like he, like I was always because I was actively out there when he was forced in like and I remember I'd be going down to see him like and uh, I'd be looking at him in his eyes and thinking is he sober and then I'd be like he fucking is. Jesus Christ, fair play to him. Because I knew how hard it was, you know what I mean? Like, and especially for him, because, you know, he's 60 years of age, he doesn't have to, you know what I mean? Like, but he just, you know, and but he got it, like, he got the message, like, and he carried a great message. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember, like, um, he, like he was in, like, what, 11, he, he passed away, uh, unfortunately, last um, October. So what, he was a year, it's actually his years, um, it's a year's mass now on to- uh, tomorrow, tomorrow evening, but he passed away on the 20th of October um, last year. And uh, like he was a huge inspiration. So I remember in the boxing club, like he came away with us like 16 times, like to places like all over the world. He came with us, like he went over to New York together, he went to Portugal, he went to um, he went to the, um, the Netherlands, Scotland, England, you know, and like and uh. He was like he was, and like there you are, like you know, when, when I was a kid growing up, like, um, you know, and he was active, you know what I mean, like, um, and then seeing him being sober, like it was just it was an unbelievable, and, and here if I ever needed, you know, to think to myself that it's a better life, but just to look at him, you know what I mean, like because it was just he was an inspiration, he was just amazing, you know what I mean, it was just, and my mom, she passed away when I was only fifteen, so that was unfortunate through alcohol, alcoholism, you know, it was such a pity. But um, but you know, at the same time, we still talk her every day. You know, I said, no, it's good. You know, it's all great, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really proud of you, you know. But uh, now, Polly, it's look, it's been a powerful conversation, man. We've gotten uh, we've gotten so much out of it. This whole chat. And uh, yeah, usually I just I'll finish up with one question. That I usually ask people, what's the what's what's the best advice you've ever gotten in your life? Uh, good show because I've got I've just I've got so much like but I suppose um that advice from like in, in relation just to me only like I suppose you know because for me being an alcoholic like, you know that advice that you know if I don't take a drink you know what I mean like that um you know um that me 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 kids me partner Jane the club what's it called me work me all thing just be okay you know what I mean like, but as long as I go as long as I, I, I practice the program you know what I mean and stick close to fellow members and and then also then to give back you know what I mean it's so important to me 
um, especially you know in, in my community you know what I mean to sit back and that's why I'm so heavily involved in the boxing club because I love giving back you know what I mean I love it like um, because that's what was given to me you know um, when I was young like, so I love giving back you know so so that the bit of advice would be you know that like you know for me that's just for me like, but if, if, you know if it was to someone else you know what I mean I, I, um, just you know if you, if you have it if you're having a, if you're having a problem like it's very you go get help and that's it you know yeah, yeah, and I'm delighted I done that. You know, really, really delighted I done it. Like, yeah, that's that's beautiful. Right, thanks a million for coming on, brother. Top class, Colin. Listen, thanks so much for having me. I really appreciated it. And anything, anything, any time, anything I can do is let me know, mate. And come here if anyone wants to get involved in the club, how would they reach out and uh, get? Into yeah, so we have a community box exercise for anyone that's sixteen and over. That's on a Tuesday and a Thursday, um, from seven o'clock to eight o'clock, and it's only five euro pay as you go. Um, if you if there was a young kid, and um, we have um, we've a, a new class, five to eight year olds boxing class, um, and that's on a Friday four o'clock, and it's only three euro. And then if you're a if you're a, t- a teenager, we have a junior beginners class. Um, for nine-year-olds to 15 and that's on a Thursday at six and a Friday at five and the same it's only three euro per class so it's it's you're not breaking the bank and all you need is a pair of gloves you don't need anything else that's yeah. all you need is a pair of gloves thanks a minute Paulie